and welcome to the Hygiene Profit Leaders Podcast, where we give you weekly tools and tips to teach you how to grow your hygiene department. We're your hosts, Rachel Paul and Vicki Collier. Hello. Hey, Vicki. And we have a special guest with us today. We have April Sharp on with us. So welcome, April. I love the word special in front of my name. That's well. Well, you are definitely <laughs> special. So. Superstar. So um, April's on today because um, she's she's one of the clinical trainers here and is also now um, overseeing the marketing department. So she is a plethora of knowledge. Uh, but the reason I wanted her to be on this episode is that when she was practicing, um, she produced how twenty three hundred. I averaged twenty three hundred dollars a day. Twenty three hundred dollars a day, mm-hmm. and just just so you guys are aware of this, the average hygienist across the country <laughs> produces eleven hundred dollars a day, but April produced twenty three hundred dollars a day. So as we go throughout this, we're going to talk about how to increase that size of purchase. This is the last of the series of three ways to grow your hygiene department, Um, increasing that size of purchase because we're going to pick her brain and find out what did she do in her practice to really be so successful and to have these $2,300 days. Mm So thank you for being on the show. Yeah, today. I'm excited about it. I, I love being here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So um, the first thing we talk about, we, we say increasing your size of purchases, you have to really make a list of all the services you currently provide in hygiene. And um, I know for you guys have seen this in offices that they have a lot of services, but they're really not, not utilizing, they're not utilizing mm-hmm. them. So right. April, what are some of the services you guys had in your practice that you were able to start utilizing to increase those services to the patient? Well, I think um, one of the important things when you say know what you have to offer, my backstory, when I graduated from hygiene school, I started temping. And so I was in a bunch of different offices and I really wasn't, you're not educated in hygiene school about the different services. I mean, you spend three hours with one patient patient. (laughs) just to scale a quadrant. Yeah. You're Mm -hmm. not talking about fluorides and night guards and see it like you, you just don't get trained that in hygiene school. And so that was one of the best things I ever did was go out and temp for two years just because I get to really know all the products that are out there. But at the same time, it was also a detriment to me because every office had something different. different, Right. And I didn't know the proper way to kind of like connect myself to a product, right? And I wasn't held accountable to it. Like I didn't have a tracking where I could see what I was doing every day and kind of see the trend like, um, you know, just with fluoride. I know you guys talk about a lot about fluoride, but like I was, if you're in a different office every day, I can't see my acceptance go up or down. And what did I say differently to get that acceptance up? And so that's what, was very like awarding to me is when I actually did go into my full-time position when I moved to Atlanta and I stayed with an office and I started tracking my numbers because Mm -hmm. that is how I got to $2,300 a day on average because I knew what I was suggesting to patients and I was tracking it and really playing around with the verbiage because... You were watching your progress and altering your course. What what does work, what doesn't work. Yeah, Yeah. and so many hygienists just kind of come in Mm -hmm. 
it's almost like a clock in, clock out, right, you know, right. because they are salary based. A lot of hygienists are salary based. And so at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter if you got an 80% acceptance rate right. to them. But to me, that's what makes a difference between mm -hmm. a job and a career mm -hmm. is because now I'm owning it and I'm accountable for it. And it was fun. It was fun for me. It was almost like, right. a, not like a game because, um, I had passion in what I was selling. Mm -hmm. So I, we, so many hygienists say they don't want to be sell. They're not good salespeople. Right. And I think that's just a joke because if you're passionate about what you do, I agree. you're not selling, you're just educating. And that's what I'll right. say. You know, it's, it's, if you are giving the patient the best that you can offer and telling them mm -hmm. what they need in the best way possible, the, the sales are going to come as a result yeah. of that. Not because you were pushier with yourself, but you were giving them the best that you could offer. Yeah. And I would be, I mean, I would just be pissed. Sorry, excuse my language. I just, <laughs> but I would be, I would yeah. be pissed if I knew that there was something there that could be more proactive and right. preventative mm -hmm. that you're not offering me because you're scared that you're going to sound like you're selling yes. me or you think that I can't afford it. Or We've talked about that, that in other I episodes. Don't yeah, spend my money yeah. On it. Like I want to know everything that you have, yes. mm -hmm. and then I can make, make the, the decision. decision as a patient. Yeah. Right. So your job is an educator, but if you track it, it goes. Two folds, right? Oh, like sure. if you track it and you educate, mm -hmm. that's when you see your your average go up to this, you know, upper two thousand dollars a day. All right, so you bring up a good point. So you were tracking, and I think a lot of offices that we go into have great services, mm -hmm. but they've never really listed them out and they've never mm -hmm. tracked them. So if you're not tracking them, I mean, that's really where you well, get that listen, reward yeah. and that fun Anything from. you focus on is going to grow. Yeah. Right. So you were focused on it, and so you were watching it every day. Mm -hmm. And, and if, you, if you're not doing that, who knows what you're doing? You know? Yeah, and I think it's funny because um, what Rachel says, I am over the marketing department here at Scheduling Institute, so I do have that kind of um, mindset. Yeah. And so when, you know, I like looking at your podcast and mm -hmm. see, like, what, uh, who's listening to what and how many subscribers that you have. Mm -hmm. And it was funny to oh, me yeah. because I pulled up <laughs> your list of podcasts and the lowest listened to one was about tracking. It was, oh. it was very revealing when we saw that. We're like, why really? wouldn't they? Like, this is one of the most important things right. that they should be doing is tracking. Yeah, and it just, it just, it was mind-blowing because it just put, like, a spotlight on it. Like, you want these numbers and you don't, like, you want the more potential in your hygiene department. You want them to be producing more. You want them to have more accountability. Like, you're listening to all the other subjects, but then the one that, <laughs> that you need the, the most. Key. Like, yeah. if you don't track, you don't know. You right. can't fix something that's not broke as cliche. But it's also like if you you don't even know if it's broken. I, I was or in not. an office and happened to be part of their morning huddle and they were giving their stats for the previous month. It was like the first of a month. I don't know if it was, you know. And um, they said, and and for last month the hygiene department was uh, or I missed my goal by four hundred and twenty seven dollars. And I thought, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> $427? If you had known that two weeks ago, you could have made that up very easily. But no, Triple. if you're not looking at those numbers until the end of the month, yeah. how in the world do you know if you need to change your course? That's the biggest tracking mistake you can ever do is waiting to the end of the month mm -hmm. for yeah. someone to print something out mm -hmm. and bring it to for you. For someone else to print something out and yes. bring it to you. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of like, I want to lose weight, but I'm not going to look at the scale. I'm going to put a blindfold on and get somebody else to look at the scale. Yeah. You know, what, always, what does that do? I always like when people say, I want to lose weight. Like, 
that means to me, if you lose something, you want to find it. <laughs> and I think that's what I've been making the biggest mistake. I've been saying I want to lose weight, and then I always find it. Because, <laughs> you know, that's what's right. interesting is, so we're doing this whole health challenge right now at, at the Scheduling Institute. And I've been saying for a year that I want to lose weight. And it was not till we had this challenge, so I had accountability. Yes. And then I have this great Fitbit that I and wear yes. tracks. Yes, that, that tracks, tracks everything. Your progress. And I've got a trainer for accountability mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I know without that, it's never going right. to happen. So it right. goes back into tracking. So sure. same thing with here. You want to grow your hygiene department. You want to increase that size of purchase. Well, number one, start tracking. Absolutely. And and write down all the services that you have. And I and what are where are you at now? And mm-hmm. set goals because mm-hmm. if you don't know where you are, how on earth are you going to know where you're going. Yeah. Right. Can't, right. Mm-mm. So you have to set goals too. And then number two, change your perception. It is not selling. Right. Like you no. will never yeah. hit your high average numbers if you're trying to sell a person. Sure. Like, no, it won't happen. No, it's sleazy feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. That's why I hate buying cars. Like I feel mm-hmm. like they're just there to sell me a car. They're not really mm-hmm. there to educate me about everything. Mm-hmm. There is offer you options and things that might be best for you. Is yeah. Yeah. And I think going into that changing your perception of thinking you're a salesperson is you have to be able to listen to your patient. Mm-hmm. Figure out mm-hmm. what they value. Figure out what their objections are mm-hmm. because if you don't if you can figure that out, you will never feel like a salesperson. You right. will feel like you are just helping that patient out with what they need. My dentist told me once and I was he said Let's let Vicky do it. She's the best salesperson I have. I was so offended. Mm-hmm. I thought, what? I am not a salesperson. Yeah. I do not do that. And he said, I don't mean that. He said, your technique is that you tell people what they need. You, you don't, you know, you you do it compassionately and you do it honestly. And if you were my mom, this is what I would do. And and he said, you get results because of that. You don't mm-hmm. see it as you know. You just tell them what they need. Yeah. You know, I just make it conversational. I didn't even realize that about myself. But, yeah. but you know, because I it, I do. I didn't want to feel like I was pushing, pushing, pushing things on people. Mm-hmm. But we mentioned in another episode. I want my dermatologist to tell me what what she suggests for me. I might not be able to afford it, but if she doesn't tell me there's some fabulous product out there, I don't even have something to shoot for for saving up for it. You yeah. know. Yeah. So I'd like to know. So I think we're, we're obligated to tell our patients what they need and be and, and obviously track our progress where do we need to change our verbiage where do we need to change up you know our technique mm-hmm. but if you don't if you're not paying attention to it you won't know and it's not just tracking overall like your per day or even per product it's per patient even mm-hmm. like being able to have a patient in your chair you suggest something to them that you know is the best option and when they say no I always took it as I'm not doing my job correctly. I didn't educate them and I didn't hit their points of what they they needed. needed. So I track that patient now. And so the next time they come back is just another opportunity for me to re-educate them. Mm -hmm. And so you have to make tweaks along the way. You can't just track one project. Like that takes away the... um, the connection, the passion that you have to it. If you just right. put fluoride up on a tracking sheet, then that you're mm-hmm. just doing it mm-hmm. to sell it. Mm-hmm. So like right. you have to right. have more a personal touch in there too. I 100% agree with that. And um, so going back to this, I think it's important that again, you know, we talked about tracking, changing their perception. April, is there anything else that you can think of that allowed you to have these $2,300 days? Was there, you know, verbiage or some tools or anything else that you think helped equip you with that? I think one is finding the products that you 
truly strongly stand behind mm -hmm. because, mm -hmm. um, you know, like I said, we do marketing and so we have some ads and DPR, which is dental products report, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. if you look in that, it's like a big, thick 300 page, like yeah. you just see, you know, all the products that are out there. And so it's easy to get kind of like wrapped up and like, I can offer you know, 100 mm -hmm. to 300 products. Mm -hmm. Like, it really is just finding the one that you stand behind and you're not selling it, you just know that it works. Sure. Uh, so night cards were just a huge thing for me. I. I strongly believe in it, like all the studies I've been, and it doesn't have to be night guards. I know a lot of people are getting more into sleep apnea and the guard, and like there's a plethora of what mm -hmm. offices offer. Mm -hmm. um, right. uh, at our office, you know, the night guard that we used, I saw a difference in it. And like, I think the studies now are like 70% of people grind their teeth or clench their teeth in mm -hmm. some form and it's when they're sleeping. And to me, that was just like, it's a preventative care. You just spent $1,300 on a crown. Mm -hmm. Why would you not tell me about something that to would protect help that. Right. protect sure. that? Because my husband, um, one of the reasons I married him actually is because he flosses. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's funny, I even, that was in our Man, mind. you didn't have a whole lot to choose from <laughs> in the population, yeah, did you? All I got to choose from 10% of Americans, I mean, that's because <laughs> only 10% of Americans floss on a daily yeah. basis. But all my ex-boyfriends in the past, I was always telling them, you need to floss, you need to floss. And I was educating them and telling them how nasty they were for not flossing. <laughs> and then, like, they would just do it to make me happy. But when I met my husband, like, he just flossed. And I you were like, this I is mean, the one. I found the one. He just he pulled it out of nowhere. And I was like, you own floss? You know what this is? <laughs> and so I was very excited about it. But he's very into his hygiene because when he was um, 13 years old, he got sick. He, I think he had like mono or something. And so he was constantly popping like halls and mm -hmm. like all the yeah. the, yeah. the candy Scandy. that you kind of yeah, suck sugar, on for sugar. sore mm -hmm. throats and mm -hmm. all that good stuff. So he went from having no cavity to having seven cavities at his next appointment. And so oh, wow. it stressed him out because mm -hmm. he's very OCD. Well, then ever since then, he's he's taken like immaculate care of mm -hmm. his teeth. Well, we started dating. His, his uh, dentist said he needed a crown. Obviously, I'm the second opinion. So I said, open up. Let me grab a flashlight. <laughs> let me let me make sure. You this can take a picture it, with you know. your iPhone. I've done that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I've yeah. taken a picture of my own tooth yes. with my mm -hmm. iPhone. So I looked in there. And I was like, oh, my God. Honey, you are grinding. You've got so many wear facets. Like your um, inlays are starting to wear down. No wonder you need a crown. And he's like, well, my dentist has never told me I'm grinding. Right. It's like, okay. Well, next time you go to your next appointment point this out and say hey what do you recommend anything so he goes and then Dennis like oh yeah you grind you yeah you should definitely have a night guard he's been going to him <laughs> yeah. for 15 years and then it's just like why did you have to get a right. flashlight to tell me I needed a night yeah. guard yeah. Yeah. and my dentist is sitting on here knowing the whole time and so like he, he sure, was mad. Right. He was I would upset. be mad. Yeah, because yeah, now he's having to replace these, mm -hmm. you know, inlays, mm -hmm. onlays, and fillings that he had when he was 13 because he's done, mm -hmm. one, they're wear, wear down. Nothing lasts right. forever, mm -hmm. right? But two, he's he, they're wearing down faster because he's grinding on top of them, too. Right. So he had, like, within the last three years, he's had three crowns put on because, wow. because yeah. of that. So it's just like it goes back to the point, like, find something you're passionate about. And as a hygienist, you should see how a mm -hmm. night guard investing 
five to a thousand dollars, whatever your office charges for, and letting them know that it's not something you have to buy every year. Like this is yeah, a nine night guard for me, like eight mm -hmm. years. So. Oh yeah, I had mine five years until I decided to step on it. One, <laughs> how on earth it was on the floor. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I think that that's really important is, and I know we tell offices all the time because they're like, what products do you recommend? And we always say, well, there's a ton of products out there and it doesn't really matter mm -hmm. what I think. It matters what you think. Mm -hmm. What do you like? Yeah. Right? right. Because, Find the ones you believe in. Yeah, because was, if you don't believe in it, you're not going to promote it. That's so, the first thing mm -hmm. is you have to believe in it. And if you believe in it, you're passionate about it and you're excited to tell your patient and you're not selling them. Like, sure. No. Selling, right? right. Um, don't ever feel that way. So um, people talk, you know, like mm -hmm. people know other hygienists and like, oh, you're in the dental field. Da, 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 da. And, like, and so like it made his dentist look bad. His hygienists sure. look mm -hmm. bad and mm -hmm. so like mm -hmm. if you're not telling them right someone else is going to tell them maybe it's six months or six years down the road right and then they're going to get upset and he he's, right. he switched dentists after that well i have the opposite story because our dentist is is phenomenal we've been going there for a while and my husband went there recently and he came home with a night guard. He had whitening trays. I mean, he had everything you could think of. And he needed And he's it. a perfect candidate for that because he's a sucker for everything. Oh isn't my he? gosh, he is the dream patient. And he, seriously. And he actually asked him about Invisalign too. And I don't remember what they said about it, but. But yeah, so he came home with all kinds oh, of stuff. Buddy. Yeah, but I, I, we're putting our house on the market right now. And so we're having, you know, we're putting the, what I call putting the lipstick on the pig, like making it all pretty mm -hmm. and right. making it like mm -hmm. look really mm -hmm. nice for when you put it on the market. But I had a painter come out and we all know how contractors can be sometimes, you know, mad respect for them, that, you mm -hmm. know, but mm -hmm. sometimes they can oversell you. But mm -hmm. I had a contractor come out and he was just like, you don't need to do this X, Y, Z, but you do need to focus on, you know, mm -hmm. paying, mm -hmm. sealing and painting this. Mm -hmm. And so I had respect for him because he was telling me what I don't need. Too. Right, right. So right. Like, I think as like hygienists, like we need to be really careful that we don't get perceived as maybe what that didn't like you know he was just like dream child here you but at the same time i don't know what i never talked to him i don't know the circumstances around the invisalign but he brought it up so yeah the doctor told him advised him that he wasn't a good can i'm probably thinking because he has a good bite he just has some spaces but he has a nice bite which is probably why he said you know what you're not I really wouldn't advise this, right? Yeah. But you need a night guard because you've got erosion and all this mm -hmm. clenching going yeah. on. So mm -hmm. I, I sh you know, another reason why he probably wanted to get all that is because he probably told he him was honest with he was honest to him right. about that bigger procedure he wanted. Sure. So, all right, we're gonna wrap this episode up, and I just thank you, April, for being on. And um, doctors, I just encourage you guys, you know, start tracking hygienists, start tracking what you're doing. Change your perception. You're not a salesperson. Stop thinking right. that. We don't We don't want you to be a salesperson. And then finally, fi find your passion. And what are some products out there that you're passionate about? You know, Get your RDH magazines. Go to some of these conventions and yeah. research. Ask your I'm friends. I'm a huge fan of glass ionomer sealants. Like, oh, yeah. You know, I'm a huge fan of that, too. We're mm -hmm. actually going to talk about that in, in okay. the next couple episodes. Good. But, um, but I, I, you know, just find out what you're passionate about. And I can guarantee you... You start putting all these into play, you are going to see that size of purchase increase without a doubt. So we really appreciate you tuning in. If you haven't done so already, definitely subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. You can also uh, find us on Facebook. So we have a Hygiene Profit Leaders Facebook page with some great tools and tips on that as well. Um, and you can request a free hygiene analysis off our website. 
hygieneprofitleaders.com. So as always, stay educated.